Hello and welcome to Supply Chains, the Secret Sauce. I'm your host, Wade Wickes, CEO of Link Supply Chains at linksupplychains.com. This show is dedicated to supply chain and the secret sauce that supply chain provides for businesses. Going to have some humor, real life issues, some solutions, great connections, and a few life lessons. So tune in. Hey, everyone. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking to Tom Olitsky, who is the vice president of safety over at Performance Food Group. Tom's coming here with a lot of valuable information for those new leaders or folks that are in the safety end of distribution or manufacturing or any kind of industry. If you want to know about safety and leading safety, leading the charge of safety, tune in. Hi, everyone. On today's show, we are graced with a person that has more than 35 years of experience in the distribution, safety, and operational supply chain biz, Mr. Tom Olitsky. Tom is currently the VP of Safety at Performance Food Group, located in Richmond, Virginia. Tom has a deep background of distribution operations, including distribution compensation strategy and standardization. VP of Operations over several regions and Regional Director of Operations. He has worked for distribution giants like Cisco, Reinhardt, and now PFG in the food service industry. Hey, Tom, welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you, Wade. Thanks for inviting me. Well, it's great to have you here today. And I think you're, uh, are you coming from Florida? Is that where we're zooming in from? I am located in uh, sunny Bradenton, Florida, about an hour south of Tampa. Well, I imagine it's it's got great weather there and this beautiful fall day, right? It is just getting into the winter, and our winter is like anybody else in the north is spring, so it's perfect weather. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, thanks for taking time out of your day to, to be on this podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Well, let's get right into it. So, the question with, with Tom today that we want to kind of pick your brain about is what's what's one thing that, that you have learned and you want to share with maybe some people that are getting into the new leadership role in the safety business part of uh, distribution. So what's one thing that, that you've learned about distribution facility operational safety that you want to pass on to others? Uh, hard to probably put it into one thing, but I, w- I would say it's more of, you know, to build a long-term strategy, a safety strategy, you have to have it uh, a foundation. So, you know, what's our objective? Got to start with an objective. Obviously, we want to keep our team members safe and our company compliance. That's an easy objective. Um, We also want to build a team member culture where everybody serves as a safety manager um, because I think that's vital to have it flow throughout your organization. And, and part of building the strategy involves a couple of things. I like to break it down into, into three different categories. One is you have to build your targets, right? What's your target gonna be for your most important metrics? Uh, and that needs to be a next year target, a three-year target, and, and probably a five-year target. Uh, and then based on those targets, so that's your high level, um, what's our focus gonna be? So. Uh, I like to call this a foundation. What's the foundation going to be built on? And I think foundationally, uh, the most important pieces that 
have helped me build a, a, a great culture is three different things. Uh, one would be communication and engagement of our team members. Um, obviously it starts at the top, right? We have to lead by example. Um, team member involvements, um, so safety committees, um, engagement groups where we're not pushing safety to the field from a corporate level, but we're engaging them to be part of the process of what we're trying to build in the long run. So even though the, the vision may come from a corporate level, that buy-in is so important because ultimately the field is the group that has to adopt the policies to keep our people safe. So Thomas, not about, just, I'm sorry, as you talk about culture, are, are you including uh, people on that, that makeup of what that committee looks like? Are you including people from all sorts of areas in the organization or how do you approach that on the safety committee? That's a great question. Yes, you do. You you have to you have to include members from from all areas. So most importantly, um, in 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 distribution, which I've been in, uh, most of our liability occurrences happen in the operations area because we're the ones um, you know moving cases, driving cases, whatever it may be. So it has to be heavily um, wrapped in in those type of roles. Our drivers. Um, our inbound and outbound warehouse employees. It needs to be very team-led. If you can find a strong leader within that group to lead the meetings, uh, I also promote having management involved in those meetings, but certainly not running the meetings. They need to be a secondary. They need to steer the group, um, keep the group on track, um, be there as a sounding board if anything from the group comes back out about uh, you know, how the company can be safer. But ultimately, if we can have it ran by that team and that team represents the larger group, all of our employees, and that's visible also. So all of our employees know that this team represents the company's safety platform. Uh, that's your best, that's your best outcome. That's a great point. So like they're, they're really uh, kind of developing that culture as, as a, as a group, which, gives a lot of integrity to what you're trying to do. That's, that's a great idea. Absolutely. Cool. And, and so you were saying culture, and then you mentioned a couple other things. Yeah. So if you're building the culture, you have to have a strong communication and engagement, which we just talked about. Um, that's like one foundational block. Um, and a, probably the most important foundational block, right? A very, a lot of visibility into what we're trying to do, a lot of interaction with what we're trying to do. Uh, if people are giving you safety ideas and they make any type of sense, um, reacting to those as quickly as possible is uh, paramount because then they could see that uh, we believe in safety and that we're going to react um, to their commentary, right? And we, and we need to be able to do that. Um, so to me, the most important piece is communication engagement. Secondary would be leveraging processes and technology. What technology can we have in our companies to um, to be able to help us with safety, um, probably you know we need to address the gaps if we don't. I would say the most apparent of that might be onboard cameras in our trucks that help us determine. I don't want to just say unsafe uh, driving practices 
um, from our drivers, but certainly it protects us from the general public that in many times doesn't respect the truck driver and will pull right out in front. Um, so those videos are captured. Yeah, and, uh, I, I just wanted to reiterate that because that, that's such a cool point. Um, a lot of people think that those uh, cameras in the, in the vehicles are, uh, you know, to, to watch or overlook the actions of the team member. But really, there's a, there's a huge opportunity for um, in an accident, like you had mentioned, when somebody maybe striking that truck is really being dishonest. And you luckily have that video to show how the uh, driver was being very good and, and did everything right. So uh, that's a really great point because a lot of people feel like they miss that point. I mean, it's really. No, and, and really that is true. You And you have to, I don't want to say you have to sell it that way, but you should sell it that way because that's really um, the truer statement is in so many times the videos have absolved us from uh, collision incidents because immediately if there's no visible uh, you know footage of the incident um, it's always gonna they're always gonna sue us right because we're the big company and they think we have the money and and it always gets settled out of court because there's no definitive proof yeah. more times than not we've um, it's been thrown out or uh, or a police officer if we could download it immediately we'll look at it and immediately cite the other party oh, and wow. um and it's helped us more often than not. And I think that's the message you need to get to our drivers is it helps us. It helps protect you, helps protect the company. And then, you know, ultimately, if we if it could maybe capture drowsy driving events. We also want to keep our drivers safe. If that happens, uh, we could react quickly. So, you know, technology to me, and that's just one piece of technology, I, I think is also, an, uh, you know, something that you always want to put on whiteboard to see what what, what is our technology gaps and what can we do to to be better with some uh, capital improvements in that area. And then, you know, la lastly, the foundational piece would be actively managing the risk. Um, you know, we have to measure ourselves, measure our results and, uh, and certainly pivot and adjust as needed and always look for continuous uh, improvement. Awesome. Awesome. Those are three great takeaways. Um, on the process part, do you uh, put like preferred work methods in there of, of how to do certain activities that you find maybe are, could cause accidents? Um, is that the kind of processes you're talking about when you think about a safety program? Yeah, I would think the two uh, most impactful um, safety processes that I've, I've ever developed or been in, involved in are one, exactly what you stated. What is our, uh, preferred work methods. So how, how do we do the job? And a, and a very robust onboarding and continuous training program, right? We always have to make sure that we're in front of our um, warehouse and, and delivery staff um, explaining how to do the job, right? When we, when we look at some of our metrics, uh, a majority of our incidents happen with our employees that have been with us from zero to 12 months. So we're missing something on the front end, right? What, how do we get uh, to that group to assure that safety is built into their core of how they do their job? And then you'll see a gap between two and four years where safety drops off a lot or incidents drop off a lot. And, um, and it's a safer group. Sometimes after the four-year mark, you'll see another slight spike because of complacency. So again, it's important that training is always, uh, you know, as robust as it can be to, to make sure that it's, it's 
ingrained. Um, I have built a uh, best uh, BBS. So BBS is behavioral based safety, um, widely known um, in the industries, I'd say industries, because it is all about focusing on the right safety behaviors, right? So now we look at safety from a, a, a higher perspective. What are the top five things that may cause uh, somebody to injure themselves in the warehouse? Um, usually it's lifting techniques or it's driving the material handling equipment. It's combined in those two activities because that's what they do for their job. Um, so bending, lifting, how to pick up a case, how to drive your material handling, don't have your ankles hang off the jacks, those type of things. Uh, and then driving, uh, it's it's lifting, working the back of the truck, and then also driving, right? How do you get in the parking lots, backing up, you know, know your surroundings. And we've created an electronic platform that uh, you could use even on your phone. It's called BBS. Uh, and our managers are sent out into the field, and they'll go through, uh, I'd say maybe it's a 15-question observation form that they follow our employee during their work time. They explain to them, it's very, again, visible. Hey, I'm going to come out with you today, Wade. We're going to watch your work. And I'm going to make sure that you're working safe. We're going to talk about it as uh, some of the things that I see. Um, and we record that in our, in our app. And then we're able to take that data and look at the things that we may not be doing right. So one of the first times I, I worked with BBS, we noticed that... Um, Corn use was not as it should be going around corners. So now you can create training around that or, or safety stand downs or whatever we want to title it to get in front of our group and say, this is what we're learning based off our behavioral based platform. And this is how we need to adjust to become safer. Um, so you're always talking about safety. It's not a very detailed uh, observation and you're following somebody while they work and then you just have a conversation with them. Um, the other great part about it is there's an engagement piece, which I think we miss um, working with our team members. Uh, we, we talk about work, 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 work safe, work safe, work productive. Sometimes we don't just say, how was your weekend? And I think this gives them that ability to be able to say, hey, I'm just going to follow you around a little bit. Then we're going to, you know, shoot the crap a bit and see how you're doing. Talk a little bit about safety and see if there's anything I could do for you. That's great, that engagement piece. I mean, that's it's really powerful how you go about it by saying, look, let's 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 look at safety as a coaching aspect, right? So this is not something that um, is disciplinary action, but it's more of a, a coaching. Let's kind of help each other just be safe and talk about safety and and make it easy. And then tracking that holistically was saying, you know, through these conversations, we're seeing a trend. And based on this trend, we're going to do more training in this area. That's, that's a really great approach. And I think that that's really valuable for a lot of um, new safety leaders to, uh, to look at that that way. Yeah, I, I love the engagement. The engagement piece is my favorite part. Um, and, and the part that you have to train a little heavier because the, the BBS observation itself doesn't tell you how to be engaging. It tells you what to look for. Um, so that's something that, you know, you, you need to actually train how to, tr how to have conversations, right? How do you have a, a genuine conversation where you're talking about safety and you're coaching? Um, and it's, it doesn't have to be a tell. It needs to be a, uh, informational, you know, I care about you and what can I do for you to, to make you safe? Cause we want you to go home every night.
the same. Yeah. That kind of leads into maybe a secret sauce question that, that kind of goes towards that leadership and how you, you intentionally connect with the leadership to kind of create that culture of, of engagement and, and safety combining together. I mean, how do you communicate with your leadership to make sure that they um, understand what your expectation is and how to achieve it? Any secret sauce there that you'd be willing to share, at least one or two nuggets? Um, yes. Uh, I don't know if there's a secret sauce. You know, I don't think there's anything easy because it really depends on your management. Um, your management has to buy into it. Uh, certainly at the highest levels, um, they, 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 you know, they're looking at the finances of our, what is this going to do for our finances? I always try to look at safety um, from a just sheer, what are we going to do to reduce the amount of people that we injure every year? So, you know, having the, um, the statistics that you have to sit down and, and show the roadmap. Here's our roadmap. Here's where we're at with our, our goals. Here's where we want our two, three goal, you know, two or three year goals to be one year goal um, needs to include a, a severity rating, right? Not only are we looking at our metrics in, um, in our injury rates and our collision rates, uh, but we have to look at a severity metric. How much is it costing us every year? And we have to track that. Um, and that needs to be part of our goals. We want to reduce this by X, whatever that may be. Uh, that always gets their attention because we know that now in the end, it's you know, we are trying to keep our team members safe. But uh, if we can, it's also going to mean money to the bottom line. So that, that, that'll get their attention. Uh, and then you just have to show them the roadmap. Um, I like to ask them for their buy-in to say, listen, every, every meeting should start with the safety message. And that includes whoever's, whoever's, you know, genuine, um, starting the meeting, whoever's generating the meeting. Um, and, and that buy-in is, is so important. If, if you have somebody who doesn't care about safety or, or they, it's just, uh, you know, uh, another thing to get in the way. Um, I don't know if it could bleed down into the, your, you know, your, your entire team. I think it really has to come from that top and they have to support you in it. Um, but the only way to get them to support you is to show them your roadmap, right? Starts with your objective, um, goes with your, your targets, you know, and your goals. And then you explain to them the foundation and, and what we're going to do each year to, uh, to take off pieces of it at a time to make our team safer. That's great. That's awesome. I would nice say the region. last piece would be not to overwhelm. You have to be careful not to overwhelm the field. I, I've seen that backfire also. Um, always be aware that they're not just, you're just, you know, safety is not the only thing on their plate. They're also trying to get cases out the door in, in, in my industry um, and other things. So this is a piece of what they do. Uh, obviously, it needs to be around them for everything they do. But um, But recall or remember, that they're also doing other things. So let's make sure that the cadence of how we roll out things is uh, respected by them. That's a great point because too often, you know, some, some leadership out there might get, um, you know, they're go-getters, right? They want to get everything done. They want their team to be the best of the best. And, and uh, you know, that, that could cause problems, as you said, by trying to put in too much. That's why you got to map. You want to do it over a certain amount of time. Absolutely. That's good. Well, that's awesome. I really appreciate all that you have shared today. I think it's going to help a lot of new people that are in the, the safety leadership roles 
and uh, gives them a lot of tools in their tool belt of what to think about as they're putting together a nice safety program. So Tom, I really appreciate you taking the time today to share that. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the invite, Wade. Any, anything I could do to help anybody is, uh, is what I'm here for. Well, everybody, that's our show for today. Thank you very much for tuning in. As always, check us out at www.linksupplychains.com. Provide any comments. I always want to know how to improve the podcast. And please subscribe and be sure to share this podcast with those you think that might find usefulness with it. Appreciate you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.